Today's scripture is from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 through 29. And it says, You have not come to something that can be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that not another word be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even an animal touches the mountain, it shall be stoned to death. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to, the, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering. And to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse the one who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused the one who warned them on earth, How much less will we escape if we reject the one who warns from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of what is shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, Let us give thanks, by which we offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For indeed, our God is a consuming fire. This is the word of God for the people of God. Often when we talk about our Christian faith and fire, we think of hell. We think of phrases like, turn or burn, or a phrase that one church decided to put on their church sign that says, stop, drop, roll, it won't work in hell. We don't like to, yeah, this one, Uh, we don't like to talk about fire in relation to our faith because it is something that we fear. It's something we think of as bad usually. But in today's text from Hebrews, God is referred to as a consuming fire. And the author is drawing on an image of God taken from the book of Exodus. And in both books, in two different languages, that phrase consuming consuming fire means just that. An all-consuming and destroying fire. That's not an image of God that we like to think about, is it? We like to think about God as the doting father. We like to think about the God who offers us things. Like eternal life. We like to think about the fact that even when we knowingly do something wrong, we can just ask God for forgiveness later. We like to think about the things, the ways that 
God offers us. How he is always willing to offer us great things. We don't like to think about God as fire. As something to fear. But near the beginning of today's text, the author reminds his audience of the people in the Exodus story. And how they, they couldn't approach this mountain that was associated with where God lived. And the people, they didn't want to go near the mountain. They feared God. They had seen the power of God in very real ways. They had seen God send the plagues upon Egypt until Pharaoh allowed God's people to go free. They had seen God part the Red Sea and then use those same waters once they'd walked through to crush Pharaoh's army. They didn't want to see any more of God's power, especially a a God of fire. They didn't know what he might do. But something changes between the Exodus story and where we find ourselves today in Hebrews. Something changes in the way that the people relate to and view God, as Jennifer reminded the children today and all of us. And that change was Jesus. God coming to us, God taking on flesh, God showing us just how much we mean to him. Jesus changed everything. A few years ago, the president of my seminary, Craig Barnes, commented on this passage and said that after Jesus, we as a people don't as much fear God's judgment as we fear God's love. Because how do you control a God who will willingly die to love you and to know you? How do you control a God who will go to a cross for you? If we're honest with ourselves when we think about it, God's love is a little scary. The extravagance of his love, the fact that the creator of the universe, the only God who does not need us, a God whom we have turned our backs on time and time again in history, this God still chooses to want us and to love us. This God still chooses to offer us himself. It is a little scary to think about the extravagance of God's love. It is hard to fully fully and really understand why he thinks we're worthy of it. And it's scary to think about this love and also think about the fact that God isn't just a doting father. God is also a consuming fire. But it's a consuming fire that consumes and destroys 
what is unholy. It's a fire that doesn't destroy us. It's a fire that destroys the sin inside of us. That is, if we're willing to go through the fire, if we're willing to be refined as the reading from Malachi that Alan read for us talked about, it's a refining fire meant to make us clean and pure and holy. But the easy thing and the comfortable thing for us to do instead of going through the fire, because we don't know what the refining process is going to look like and we don't know who we're going to be on the other side, the easy thing for us to do is to throw our hands up and say, I'm human. I'm a sinner. And to just let that be our excuse. But all of us, all of us know what's in our hearts. And sometimes we become comfortable with what isn't of God that is in our hearts and in our lives. With greed, with pride, with idolatry, with lying, with gossip, with self-indulgence, with indifference. All of us can name what is in our hearts that this fire might remove. And maybe we're not ready. Maybe it's a little scary to think about who we might be without it. But when we come into God's family, when we name the fact that Jesus is Lord, we become one of the redeemed. And the spirit of God takes up residence within us. And we have to decide if we're okay with the spirit living in us as well as our sin and not doing anything about it. Yes, all, all that we have to do to be saved, to be redeemed, is to name the fact that Jesus is Lord. But if we really mean that, all of us know the truth that we have to go through the fire. We have to be willing to be refined. If we know the truth that Jesus is Lord, that he is Lord of our lives, then eventually we have to want to go through that fire because we know of his sacrifice. Last week when we were talking about these verses, Ants asked the question, so what does this look like? This, you know, practically God's power, the fire, the refining process. And the truth is, it, it's going to look differently for everyone, for everything that we work through. But I think one of the best examples of God's power at work of a refining process is found in Alcoholics Anonymous. 
It's a group that meets in our church upstairs every day. And these people come together because they know that they have an addiction. And they name that addiction. And every day they are challenged to take steps away from that addiction. And the, the interesting thing about Alcoholics Anonymous is even when they are 10 years sober, they'll still call themselves an addict because they know that every day is still the challenge to walk away and to not return to their old life. And twice a week in our church, Al-Anon, the loved ones of those in AA, gather in another room in our church and they talk about ways that, that they can encourage their loved ones and ways that they can stop enabling them. If you know of anyone in AA, you know of the power of this process. You know that it can save lives. And many of the people I know who have gone through AA will, will tell about God's power throughout their journey and say how they couldn't have come this far without God. But the easy thing for us to do when it comes to that example is to say, well, that's an addiction. That's life-threatening. Of course, they have to go through that process. And we can also choose to point out other people who are sinning worse than we are. We can point out the fact that some sins are now socially acceptable. But we have to decide if we're going to decide what is a sin by what society says or what God says. We have to decide when we're going to stop making up excuses because we're scared of God's fire and we're scared of God's love And maybe we're scared about once we come through the fire of messing up again. Which can happen. Every day is a new challenge. Every day we have to remember that that we are challenged to show the world that we are the redeemed and what it means to be the redeemed. Every day we have to remember to encourage one another to be a child of God and to remember that the Spirit of God lives in us. Every day we decide whether or not we're going to enable one another's sins or call it out. Fire and sin, it isn't something we like to talk about, but we have to talk about it. Some of the verses in in Hebrews talked about God is shaking the heaven and the earth. He's shaking out what is unholy so that he may offer us in the end an unshakable kingdom, a place of love and joy and hope and peace. But each of us has to to decide if we are going to keep making excuses or if we're going to go through, through the refining process and shake off 
what is in us that is not of God. On each of your chairs, or if you didn't get one, there's a few extras at the front, is a bookmark. And we want you to take this bookmark with you, to put it in a place where you'll remember it. And on the bookmark is a poem by Marian Williamson called Our Deepest Fear. And what the line I love in this poem is, it is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We're scared of who God can make us into. We're scared of the fire. We're scared of his love, thinking we are unworthy. But the poem reminds us that we have to stop cutting ourselves short. We have to stop making excuses because we were created to reveal God's glory. So the question for each of us today is what is it that each of us needs to work on, to walk away from, to shake off and go through the fire? And are we willing to trust our God's love and trust his refining process to do it? Let us pray. Lord, We admit that sometimes we can make our faith about what you offer us. But Lord, help us to remember that we have something to offer you too, our lives. Help us to walk away from what is not of you that is in us. Help us to go through your fires, to trust your love to come out on the other side and show others what it means to be a holy child of yours, someone who has been redeemed by the blood of your Savior, of your Son. We love you, Lord. Help us to trust you this day and every day. Amen.